Hello, this is Gary Butterfield for the Dead Idea of Ahala podcast, episode 26. I'm for that. I'm. Uh, it's like I'm. I'm sponsoring it. Um, yeah. So this is the first episode in the new uh, quote-unquote studio. It's actually the same room. It's a new dedicated computer. It's a new microphone. I'm now recording directly onto the software that I'm going to use to edit the program. Formerly because I am stupid. I'm not not actually because I'm stupid, but because uh, I have this weird tendency to try to think around problems sometimes rather than solve them. And uh, I was recording previous episodes the same way you'd record music. I would record it as if it was like a vocal track and then uh, mix it down and then transfer it to my PC, which was a time-consuming uh, and inefficient process. So this is the new Dead Idea Valhalla. Higher quality, more efficient, more synergy. And I'm and just a so for anybody new to the show, if I picked up any listeners from uh you know my recent spike in website hits, it's a variety podcast, there's a little bit of opinion and rant, kind of monologuing. Usually some and then there's some music and then there's some kind of some kind of sketchlet, skitlet or skit bit at the end. I wanna talk about uh talk about that, about being a, a podcaster. Um, as a podcaster, you have a lot of power, you know, because I'm editing everything that you hear. Um, for example, uh, this is a sample from David Bowie and Mick Jagger's Dancing in the Street. South America. Now I can make that happen whenever I want. Check it out. South America. Hey, gumshoes. What continent am I pointing to? South America. Where do you not want to visit because you are scared of giant insects? and disease. South America. Where is the capital of the drug trade in the world? South America. You know, I can just do that whenever I want. South America. It just keeps coming. South America. So much of it. South America. You know, and that that's a very power powerful uh South America. You know, as um Barack Obama says, with great power comes great responsibility. And with that power you know, I, I need to not just throw in that sample South America. all the time. I also need to know when to uh, to cut things out, you know. Uh, one of my favorite things to do on the podcast are my my famous celebrity interviews. You know, I just, uh, I get somebody in the studio that everyone's interested in. Just the names that are on everyone's lips. People like Gallagher 3 and Macy Gray and... Um, <clears throat> South America. But sometimes it's difficult to build an entire little bit lit around those. So I'll have a an idea, a dead idea, and uh, this you know this podcast being the place to air those out. So uh, here's just a little clip from an interview I did with Martin Page. Uh, Martin Page is the sole singing songster behind the House of Stone and Light, a truly inspirational song. I'm the founder of. House and Stone and Light Ltd, which created the Facebook app, which allows you to choose four of your friends and proclaim them to be one of the four walls in your House of Stone and Light. You know, I made a video game about Martin Page. That's true, actually. I'll put that up on the website with this episode. And uh, and I and I'm, you know, all joking aside, fucking incredibly proud of that game. I think it's hilarious. I don't know if uh. 
everyone else will think it's hilarious, but I recommend you download it, learn a little bit about Mr. Page, and a little bit about yourself as well. Um, so this is just a, an interview I did with uh, with Martin Page for the uh, for the the podcast that I did not have anywhere to put. Hi, uh, I'm in the studio with Martin Page. He's the composer behind The House of Stone and Light, The King of Wishful Thinking. He's got a brand new album out six years ago called In the Temple of the Muse. It's a an album full of wind chimes and Spanish guitar solos and choirs and boys choirs. And I'm here to ask him a couple questions. Um, hello, Martin. Uh, thank you for joining me in the studio. He's he's just he's nodding at me. Okay, okay, Martin. Um, so one, you know, we you've had a lot of hits. You know, let's just uh, let's go down, let's go down the row here. We got in the house of stone and light, in the temple of the muse, at the center of my respectacle, the lost forest of your eyes. Peter Gabriel ain't no friend of mine. Pillow words are words you use like pillows. The softness of your throat culture. Jersey knit t-shirts are the surface of your breast, where I lay my head. And think my dream. Heaven fountain. Spilled nickel blues. Cranium temple walls. Pillars. Ionic. A gargoyle suite. Deadly calliope. Male muse. The muse with a penis. And many, many more. I just want to ask you about uh, what the song of yours that I and, and probably my listeners find to be the most inspiring. The House of Stone and Light. Now this house, I mean, I understand that it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor for your soul. It's a metaphor for your hopes. It's a metaphor for your dreams. It's a metaphor for the clouds. Uh, you know, what? what is your relationship to the House of Stone and Light? Oh, okay. Um, and what what do you do once you get there? To find my soul, yeah. Okay, so you go to the House of Stone and Light just to find your, your soul. Um, what? So that, that seems pretty simple to me. I mean, I thought the House of Stone and Light might be your soul. What else do you do in your life? Okay. Um, anything else? Go go where? To the house of stone and light. Okay. So yeah, as you can see, uh, that little bit kind of ran into the ran into a proverbial brick wall. Here's an interview with fan favorite Macy Gray. Hi, uh, this is Gary Butterfield with Dead Idea Valhalla podcast. It's uh, episode one of season two, and I figured I'd get my old friend back, Miss Macy Gray, uh, to, to talk to us and uh, you know just kind of gave us updated on her new album, Soul Shadows. Hi, Macy. How are you doing? Hi, <laughs> Gary. No, uh, I'm doing well. Um, I see you brought someone with you today. Uh, she she kind of looks a little bit. Like you, is this a, a family member or is this um, you know who who who's your guest? Well, I brought my sister with me today. Her name is Basic Ray. Her what? Basic. Say hi, Basic Ray. Oh whoa. whoa whoa whoa! Let me turn you down a little bit. I can't quite understand you. What? Is your name your name is Basie? Macy, can you tell me what what your sister said real quick? 
Are you deaf? Uh, this is my sister. We grew up in the tire yards together. We'll sing a little song about what you have to do to survive. And one of those things is eating fleas. Eating fleas, huh? Yeah. Me and my sister, on those long rainy nights, when we couldn't eat no dogs, we used to clean fleas off each other. It was like a live animate popcorn. We loved it. And this song is about how my sister's fleas taste its sweetest of all. That's disgusting, but yeah, please go ahead and uh, play the song. Here, let me get your uh, band can come in. Uh, guys, guys, you guys can come in. Fleas on me is a taste of snack. Family treat, please. Oh, my sister and me. Insect pastries, a snack that's neat. My sister, don't you know? You have the best part of me. Sister, my sister. Please, on you are twice as sweet. Please, on you are twice as sweet. So yeah, those are, those are just some of the amazing ideal fragments that I've had for the Dead Idea of a Hollow podcast. Here's a song. This is a produced version of a Swords classic, Sword being an old band of mine. This is called Rest in Peace, Mary Calendar. It's actually, it's not about Marie Calendar, the pasta princess food magnate. It's actually just the name I thought was catchy.
wanted to talk a little bit about uh, something that I've thought was hilarious for a long time. Um, we got the whole Dinobite, you know, three-parter bit with my friend uh, Gallagher Three. Well, ha! Yeah, he's uh, he's staying here in the studio. Uh, the studio also doubles as my guest room. Um, but I'm gonna put that on hold for a little bit because there's something I just thought of today that you know people will just wear any shirt, like just any any shirt at all. You know, you'll be walking around and you'll see somebody with a shirt and just be kind of blown away that they're wearing it. I've said before, I've talked about shirts that are grounds for re-examining a relationship. Like if you see somebody in one of these shirts, you either know that you don't want to have a relationship with this person, or let's say it's somebody who's a friend of yours and you see them wearing one of these shirts. It's time to just kind of think, you know, well, you know, we have a lot of memories and everything, but you're wearing that shirt. Um, what made me think of it is I was talking to a coworker today and, uh, she was describing a friend who had, uh, a coworker. So it's a, a coworker of a friend of a friend, which I think means it's my third friend or my second coworker twice removed. I'm not exactly sure how that works, but this, uh, coworker she was talking about wore a shirt to work. He's a production assistant on some TV show. And wore a t-shirt that says $5 foot long with an arrow pointing to his crotch lit. And that kind of blows my mind that there are shirts like that. And there are people who wear that kind of thing. And that shirt doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, you know, it's a foot long. So that's a, that's a huge penis. That's, you know, I know that there are girls out there who are just like into nonstop, never-ending cocks. But to me, that seems like a logistical nightmare. It's well above average. You don't need to brag you know, that much. Like nobody who has a, a penis that's 12 inches will ever wear a shirt that says uh, $5 foot long. And then what's the, the $5 part have to do with anything? Like I understand that's a advertising jingle right now, but are you, you know, I haven't put a price on my penis if I have to. Like let's, I mean, I want to try to get into this guy's head a little bit. I'm going to put, put a price on my penis. Uh, maybe, you know, I guess it would be the same price that I would prostitute for. I've oftentimes said that there's frighteningly little I wouldn't do to never have to work again. Like if I could make enough money to never have to go into a job, as much as I really kind of like my job right now, um, I would love to just be able to write and work on podcasts and music and never have to worry about make, drawing a paycheck. So I'll never have to you know make another copy or talk on the phone to anyone I don't like or don't know ever again. I would do a really kind of shocking number of things for that. So including letting, you know, someone buy my penis, not all outright, you know, maybe like rent my penis or kind of um, like timeshare my penis, or they could be like a sharecropper where they get like part of the, the product that comes out. Like they get 10% of the product of the penis and I get 90%, but they have to work the penis, maybe something like that. So I guess, you know, enough money so I wouldn't have to work. I do not have high taste. So really, like, you know, a million dollars, two million dollars would probably be enough. But five dollars? you Five dollars is, you can buy a sandwich with that amount. <laughs> you, can buy, you can buy a sandwich at Subway for that amount. That is not enough money for your penis, dude. And it just got me thinking, you know, about that, that type of person. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Apparently this guy also had a... Uh, personalized license plate that said uh, 
U, the letter U, G, the letter G, and then erection. So it was UG erection. So he had this car, and it's just some kind of Corvette, like muscle car that he run around that the license plate said huge erection. What the fuck is wrong with you? What sociopath does that? You know what? Like, I am, you know, this, I guess this is kind of making a, a trio of episodes loosely based around uh, sexuality. So I am very open about sexuality. I have no problem talking about it. I think you should teach kids about boners and sobbing wet vajayjay and all that stuff at a you know, relatively, you know, early age. You don't have to shield kids from sex. Sex is natural. Sex is fun. It's sometimes best when it's one-on-one. -on -one. Sometimes it's, you know, whatever you get into is fine with me. You know, I'm I'm super positive about sex. But that kind of just like jokey, dumb, braggy attitude about it is just comes off as fucking retarded to me. And kind of most, you know, that comes off the most in a, a company called Big Dogs. I want everyone, I definitely do not get any money from Big Dogs. Uh, but I want everyone who's listening to this podcast, if you're not familiar with this phenomenon... And you may be, because it's kind of an internet thing. Uh, the Something Awful goons have made fun of these people quite a bit. But if you're just an uh, internet layman, go to www.bigdogs.com, please. It is a line of shirts. And really, they package a lifestyle. I, it, it's a line of shirts that feature large dogs. And they're supposed to be funny. And... So what what do they do? Um, the, I'm looking at their website now. One of the nice things about this new studio is I can record while on the computer. Um, it's got a little kind of style like a newspaper ad on the side. It's called the New Bark Times. Bark kind of sounds like York. Uh, one of the shirts that it features, and one of the kind of big dogs tropes, is that they hate gas prices. Man, these big dogs hate gas prices. So it's a dog really angrily shaking a gas pump, and the prices are LOL, OMG, and WTF. So this is like somebody's uncle heard about the internet, because that's not what LOL, that's not an appropriate use of LOL. Hey, gas is four fifty a gallon. <laughs> you know, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. You don't even laugh inwardly, you know, about that. And I, and I can't say I'm in favor of high gas prices myself. But just this attitude, this really intense attitude that they have just makes me fucking want to barf and makes me think that anybody who's into this is not worth talking to. So there's a lot of like the, just kind of attitude things. And there's a picture of these dogs. They're big, angry dogs. They're wearing sunglasses. And like there's one that's like, attitude, come get some. Um, or uh, I don't fetch and I don't beg. And it's like, okay. You're kind of a dog. You know, You nobody should mess with you because you're morbidly obese. Um, lots of, like, if you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch. If you can't run with the dogs, stay uh, stay on the leash. There's a big thing, like, real big, huge scatological element. There's, like, a, unless you're the lead dog, the scenery never changes. And it shows, like, a dog bent over. So, like, if you're following the big dog... A lead big dog, you just get a big whiff of his anus all the time. And there's a whole lot of like, freedom isn't free, real kind of conservative attitudes. There's also a lot of just sociopathic, antisocial attitudes. 
Like, they're just, you, you wear a shirt that just declares to the world that you fucking hate them. <laughs> without it. I hate everyone I meet. You wear this shirt and it's just like, I hate everyone. Like, buy a big dog shirt if you hate everyone you've ever met and you want everyone you ever meet to hate you. Like, they're just like, I live at the corner of Bite Me Boulevard in no freaking way. Or, if you don't like my attitude, quit talking to me. Or, how's my attitude? Call 1-800-BITE-ME. And then again, there's like the uncle who doesn't know about the internet. Because there's one that's like, go to my website, www.biteme.com. And bite me is with a Y. There's one with a dog bent over. Like, he's he's at a desk. Like, he's at some kind of podium. You've gone into the big dog's office, and he's he's leaning over his desk, and he says, talk slower. I don't speak stupid. Or, uh, I'm bad with names. I'll just call you dumb shit. What the fuck? You don't know the people reading your shirts. Like, who? <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And just, like, antisocial. And, uh, you know, I'm a, a big fat guy. I've said it before. I don't have any problem with the fact that people wearing these shirts are gigantic. Um, but just this attitude combined with that just makes it seem fucking retarded to me. There's one here, one of my favorites, is a picture of a big dog. It says big dogs. And there's a cross and there's a dragon with sunglasses twirled around it. Like, what? Get your fucking message straight, big dogs. And th- those are all under the, the section uh, attitude tees. So if you wanted to, uh, you know, check out some attitude tees, go to thebigdogs.com forward slash category forward slash tees underscore attitude. You know, there, there's one. I'm, so I'm looking now at the entertainment tees. There's a thing that says, it shows a big dog. He's eating a a logo that looks a little bit like Facebook. And it says, I didn't like you 20 years ago. I still don't. You know, again, really antisocial. And just a a reference for the the sake of references. There's a Madman logo that says Mad Dogs. Um, there's, you know, South Bark. Uh, bad Dogs, Bad Dogs, What You Gonna Do. One of my favorite ones, probably my first bad dog shirt that I've ever seen, was when I was working in the library, and I saw this just huge tarp of a shirt on just a, a you know, a, a hillock of mashed potatoes of a man. And uh, he was wearing a shirt that had all these dogs dressed up as Star Wars characters, and it said, Dog Wars, Attack of the Bones. And, you know, Bones rhymes a clone, I, I'll give you that, you goddamn moron, I'll give you that fucking idiot so of course my uh my favorite section though is the uh the humor section um you know you got kind of standard dog puns like i'm a humper not a biter things like that you have some more rage against gas prices you know like gas so much gas costs so much i can't afford to fart and it's got a big dog sticking his thumb in his face like yo me i can't afford to fart um there's a getting hose called 1-800 bend over which is one more number than you'd need in a, a phone number. And also, you know, we get it, big dogs. Um, they have girl shirt versions. Like, can you, what's the girl? They show this, like, real skinny, like, you know, model-looking model. And this girl's wearing this shirt that says, gas costs so much I can't afford to fart. What girl wears that? Guys out there, I mean, what girl is wearing that shirt and you're going to want to, you know, look at her or talk to her? We've got... Uh, how about a few gallons of what the fuck? But then we re- we really get into the fart zone. I guess the the three things that that link these episodes are, uh, you know, farts and sex. Um, just shirts like love is not having to hold your farts anymore. One of my favorites is this picture of this very cocky big dog. He's pointing at the camera and says, I just farted. And then in parentheses it says, 
You should probably run now. Like, run away from my farts. I want that on a shirt. All-time favorite, though, big dog shirt, is it shows a, a status, like, loading bar on a computer, and it says, fart now loading, and then it's at 85%. So, like, if you need to constantly be expressing to the world that your fart that you're loading up is at 85%, fuck you. And that'll do it for episode 26 of the Dead Idea of Valhalla podcast. Didn't end up doing the skip week. Didn't do two music episodes in a row. Where's my medal? Why is gas prices so high? Fart you. I was jazzed by the idea of having this new studio. So I uh, I just had to record an episode. Um, If you like the show, please rate and review it on iTunes. More importantly, please tell people about it. I'd love to have some more listeners. Um, I'd love to hear from you if you want to send me an email. Or if you want to follow me on Twitter. I don't update it that often, but I do update it sometimes. And uh, yeah, please go to www.gooncast.com for other great podcasts. Dead Idea Bahala, your source for podcasts, music, comedy, rants, Macy Gray, smoothies, hobos, behendrahenen, and much, much more. Go to the website. Dead Idea Bahala. Come on, join me.